welcome to Die Kaiju Network, where we have a very healthy obsession with Kaiju. I'm your co-host, Kent, and with me is your other co-host. Jason, how's it going, everyone? And so here we are, returning again to Common Rider. This time we are covering three more episodes, episodes 16 through 18. But before we dive into that, I just want to say that starting next month in celebration of Kong's 90th birthday, we're going to have another Kong month. It's going to be the first time in 10 years Mm -hmm. that we've devoted the entire month of March to Kong. The plan for that is two weeks from now, we are going to have a podcast where we're going to discuss just Kong. I mean, we're going to discuss his legacy. We're going to discuss his movies. It's basically going to be a potpourri type Mm -hmm. of episode where uh, anything goes. I intend on seven parts documentary on uh, the original of it that came with the DVD. He said I bought, gosh, it was like maybe 2003, 2000. I actually haven't watched that entire uh, documentary series, so that'll be interesting. And then two weeks after that, we're going to do our first commentary of the year, which will be Son of Kong. Mm-hmm. And that'll wrap up our month-long celebration of 90 years of the big... Hard to believe because it just seemed like yesterday we did uh, the 80th anniversary, but that was <laughs> obviously 10 years ago. I know. It's crazy how time flies. I remember I, – I think about that period every once in a while, it's, and it's always the King Kong side. I'm like, man, it yeah. seemed like maybe a year ago, but no, that was like 10 <laughs> years ago, and I remember we did the commentary on Peter Jackson's King Kong. and Yeah, down downstairs <laughs> in the – uh, parents' basement, just yeah. with, uh, the card table. You <laughs> were on break. I was on everything break. up, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I had already graduated, so I, I was just visiting. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyways, as far as uh, the housekeeping part, if you see a, a subscribe button down below the video, wherever you're watching, make sure to hit that subscribe button as well as the like button. And uh, you can also find us everywhere, all in one place at our link tree URL displayed there, uh, forward slash Daikaiju Network. And video platforms, obviously YouTube, Twitch, Rumble, Facebook Live, and as well as Odyssey. And uh, on, we're also on audio platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, as well as TuneIn. And you can find both video and audio versions of our episodes at our own website at daikaijunetwork.com. All right. So unless you have something else you want to add, we can dive right into more Common Rider. Well, uh, I think there probably was something, but I can't recall um, that I can really think of. I don't know if you know, if you stumbled across any recent um, kaiju-related news, kaiju tokusatsu-related news. I have fan theories and fans trying to make an argument for a particular type of kaiju that either will or will not be the villain in the upcoming Godzilla uh, Kong movie. And as a result, to me, that's not news. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's really not news because I think I sort of brought that up uh, some time ago. I th- I think it was maybe a couple or so months ago that uh, I've stumbled across a few few of those uh, theories as well as like some people are uh, trying to theorize like 
oh, Space Godzilla is going to be in it or uh, Bailani or Destroya. I mean, Destroya could be one of those feasible ones, especially with the, with the, uh, the oxygen destroyer, but who knows? <laughs> well, the funny thing was, is I saw uh, someone posted a video and I don't, I, I don't even bother wasting my time uh with them but someone po- of why destroya could not work and it would had something to do with things that took place within shit but i just read the little description but then i would like to say is that destroya was created by the oxygen destroyer which it was used in king of the monsters and i don't know how they sort of came up with how Destroyer wouldn't be possible, <laughs> but well, anyways, here, yeah, it's like here's <laughs> now. Now we're getting into this here. <laughs> that you bring it up. Here's my fanboy theory <laughs> on this about it. Um, <laughs> but in in all seriousness, here's what I think it, it's going to be. I think it definitely will be another Toho Kaiju. Mm-hmm. What I don't know, however. I do not believe it's going to be destroyed, nor do I believe it'll be Space Godzilla. I think those two kaiju could be a little too extreme, at least right now for the Monsterverse. Uh, yeah, but, for Space Godzilla, yeah, there, there, there isn't really anything feasible for him to pop up in the next film, obviously. And then, yeah, it's the too extreme, although they've sort of alluded with King Ghidorah in the second movie with him being from outer space. So it's, they've sort of already gone there, but not in the realms not, like, not Toho. just yet. Yeah. Not just yet. Yeah. But in at hand, episode 16 through 18 of Common Rider, um, this series definitely, um, on the one hand, it seems like we've been going at it for quite a while, but on the other hand, it's like, oh, we're still pretty much in its infancy because <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we we haven't even done twenty episodes yet. Out of a, I was a I was going to say sixty something episodes. I was going to say it's like no, um, ninety episodes. It's like uh, what's what's the percentage point here, or which like where we're currently at and then it's like i feel like we haven't really scratched the surface of this episode here, nor me, uh, nor uh specter man yet here let me do some calculations because there's what 98 episodes we just got done with 18 yeah we're 18 percent of the way through <laughs> is it like 18 point or 17 point something it's like 18.367, you know, and then a bunch of... <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're getting close to uh, one quarter of the way through. <laughs> you could look at it that way, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Spectre seems- Man, we're closer to being done because that, that is a 60-something-odd series, like a 63-episode series yeah, or something much- like that. Yeah, much closer to that then. Yeah, let me let me check uh, Spectre Man here. Uh, another round of research, by the way. Spectre so let me, Man. I, okay, so we done four to buy how many here? Yeah, sixty-three. Okay, sixty-three. So I was right. We're So about a quarter of the way there. We're closer to a quarter of the way being done with Spectre Man than we are with Common Rider. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it just feels like that we have not scratched the surface for both episodes. Which is interesting because we started this 
September? August, September, somewhere around there. Okay, so, so here's what we got to do. <laughs> Some of you are going to see the back room. What we're going to have to do is maybe uh, either consider having more podcast episodes consecutively devoted to Common Rider and or look into doing like maybe five episodes at a time per podcast. <laughs> Four, five, whichever. Because <laughs> this is going to take a long – it took us what uh, – to do the original Ultraman when we were doing three at a time, it took us what a year and a half, was it? Some somewhere and, around. And that was a forty-nine episode series. No, it, was, it was it was fifty something. The original the Ultraman. Original. Yeah, let me let me check here. Time for another round of research. By the way, anybody out there who does research as part of your business and you want to sponsor our podcast, please reach out to us, Network at gmail.com for a small fee. We'll- oh, 39. 39 episodes. 30, Both of us even were worse. Right okay, Both so of us were wrong. <laughs> okay, so we're looking at what? Let's see. 39 plus 39, 868. No, 78. We're looking at yeah, at this pace, we're looking at two and a half years of doing Common Rider. Oh, man, <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think means, we should we should we should have probably thought about this before we started. <laughs> no, we did, but we were okay with it. Now we're not. So, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so we're looking at being done. Okay, so let's. Well, see. I think I think we did talk about it. it's like if it takes too long, we should probably reconsider. <laughs> Maybe how how much episodes that we uh, intake. Well, yeah, I think that's something. And the fact, too, that we aren't doing G-Fest this year, we, you know, Mm. we're not going to have the obligatory one month period where we don't do any podcasting. Although we did. There's at least two more episodes we can do. Although we did do a one month break between our year end and then uh, towards the end of last month. Yeah, that was unintentional, though. Like, that just yeah. kind of happened that way. Part of it was because my wife had eye surgery kind of early January, and then you were doing something else, too. Like, it just – it wasn't planned out that way. Yeah. It just happened. Mm-hmm. Right. But, uh, but yeah, anyways. <laughs> All right. So, at, we're going to dive in. Yeah. Episode 16 here titled wrestler of the devil pyrosaurus uh mine is the devil's wrestler uh pyrosaurus that's that's better <laughs> my yeah. my yeah, son has the dumbest titles <laughs> <laughs> yours is always always has the dumb titles that's i think I, well the funny thing is is i thought our sets were more or less the same, and I found out very early on that's not the case, which on the one hand makes for interesting commentary, but on the other hand is a little annoying. Yeah, and I thought uh, as far as Spectre-Man goes, I thought we had the same sets, but obviously that doesn't seem to be the case either. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's just – but again, it provides interesting commentary, other people's takes on um, – on, um, on, um, Bootlegs. I just forgot the term, um, <laughs> um, translations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
But anyway, starting right. off episode 16, I found it interesting that in the opening monologue, they didn't even bother to mention Takeshi also being a writer. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if the show was attempting to retcon itself and yeah, just just that just erasing audience... uh yeah just erasing takashi's <laughs> uh, yeah shows and history and if, and if i were the actor who played takashi i would feel not only angry but like really bummed because i'm going look my two legs are broken because of a stunt i did on your <laughs> stupid show and you can't even bother to acknowledge that i exist <laughs> well they they sort of did in the uh, the last round of uh episodes where they just right. say oh he's just out you know around the globe kind of taking care of the other uh shocker uh outposts well that's the thing it, it's like one or two line drop uh in the last batch that we covered but in this batch anyways i mean he's not even mentioned and even- i would assume up until what what did we talk about last time it's up not until like episode 52 or something like that when he actually comes back i think episode 40 or somewhere around there or something yeah. like that and High then, 40s, and then low 50s and then and then talk about takashi uh also uh ruriko it's like she oh uh, yeah uh, yeah been erased <laughs> well, well like what happened to her i i read nothing on her like she didn't get into an accident or anything like can you imagine being her and being like looking at this guy playing Takeshi like i'm sidelined because you decided to break your legs on a stunt like yeah. <laughs> I, I don't get paid for some reason because of you and the stupid studio doesn't want me to be a part of this either yeah, because like, i'm somehow attached to you on some level yeah it's like like I didn't. It's like I. Didn't, it's like being in her shoes. Like I didn't do jack shit, and, and then and then I'm the one that gets let go or whatever because of you. It's so unfair. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, know, right? I do believe there's an underlying thing of misogyny going on in this series because we talked about it a few times with wasp woman and i think we talked about it with ruriko and a few roles oh, that i wouldn't she i wouldn't say that past. because it seems i wouldn't say that because it seems like that they have um more gals in these batch of uh episodes you know you have that uh, one shocker gal maya which by the way she looks uh Pretty, pretty dang hot, I would have to say. And then you have those uh, writer gals, too. You know, the thing that was sort of in the back of my mind as I was watching this batch of episodes was that I really bet Jason's having an awesome time with this. <laughs> <laughs> and I got something interesting to say when we get to episode 17. Uh, I think it's Mari. Uh, drop uh, that she drops that made me realize. Oh, we're going there now, are we? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, back gonna, to episode sixteen to, again. Yeah, I'm gonna have to wait and see what you uh, have to say on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I just thought that whole thing was really strange. It, it was almost as if the show was trying to retcon itself. And then the uh, this little boy um, uh, Kyoshi is watching his older brother Kusaka well, who is this... By the, by the way, um, before, before you get into that, you had at the very beginning uh, Shocker experimenting uh, with 
kind of this new general pirate uh, oh. source uh, producing the death fog on bus passengers and stuff, killing them. But then uh, for some reason with uh, using the death fog being produced within this uh, pure source, it also, it also kills himself too. And then Myra is like, we got to find someone stronger to withstand producing this death fog and then that's where they uh shot the shocker leader and then this uh oh, was it myra and then this hurricane joe which is pretty it's a pretty fascinating type of uh dude by the way <laughs> um he reminds I, me of I like hope, another pro wrestler well he he also reminds me oh uh shoot uh the one guy from uh, what's what's that one show that we just watched uh, recently? Kind of has these. Uh, he's he's this one general with the silver face, and then kind of this uh, weird looking three hands or something like that. I wait, for- wait a minute, I- is it a Tokusatsu? Yeah, it's a Tokusatsu show. I know we just did this uh, Ultra Seven. No, um, I can't. What Tokusatsu series did we watch recently, other than Ultra Seven? I don't know. I'll I'll have to take a look at it. But uh, but anyways, uh, but yeah, Hurricane Joe is pretty fascinating character, by the way. Uh, but then like Shocker Leader is like they wanted to capture this pro wrestler Naburu, uh as the next experiment, experiment to become the next uh, Pyrosaurus. And then, uh, yeah, just kind of jumping off where you were trying to, <laughs> yeah. And so, um, this Kusaka Noboro Kusaka is supposed to be one of like a district champion of sorts or, or something like that. And, um, he's supposed to be, um, like you said, Shocker's next, uh, kind of target as far as potentially being the next Pyrosaurus. And they are saying this guy is really big and tough. And first of all, that wrestling ring announcer was totally redubbed, even in Japanese. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, his yeah. line delivery was way off. <laughs> but this Kusaka... Oh, uh, it was uh, Johnny Sako and a flying robot, that one silver face alien-looking general. He kind of reminds me of him. <laughs> oh, oh, you're meaning the three-fingered, the not three-hand. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, botanist. Yeah, botanist, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He kind of reminds that me of like him. That was like two years ago, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. Or actually close to three years ago. <laughs> well, not even quite two and a half yet. <laughs> but um, – they they're they're looking at this Kusaka guy, and I'm thinking to myself, this Kusaka guy, other than the fact he is beating a guy that's almost twice his size with ease, you yeah. look at this Kusaka's body, and you're going, yeah, the way he's built is like he, he just looks like an average guy. This guy is thin, and he's got like saggy man tits i mean he does <laughs> i mean he does like when he stands up there's there's very little muscle on him i mean it's just i don't get it and yeah in the show he beats this guy twice his size which is yeah. the way they even portrayed in the episode was, is 
not believable to begin with, but yeah, I was just uh, thinking about that too. Is like, could they just find someone in his place to be a little bit more fit? Maybe just switch the one other guy that he was uh, like twice his size. Just well, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, or or maybe Hurricane, Hurricane Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because the you know if you're bad enough villains, you're willing to cannibalize some of your own guys for something greater if you think it's going to work. So why not? Mm-hmm. I don't get it, but whatever. Shocker has been pretty uh, incompetent because first of all, you're always able to find their hideouts to begin with. So they have a right. bad they have a bad way of uh, closing up their their bad hideouts. Track record. <laughs> <laughs> but he turns into another Pyrosaurus, and so then uh, he and Common Rider meet up and, and have a little fight. Yeah, so, yep. Uh, you know, with uh, Shocker turning Noburu into Pyrosaurus, they test his abilities and make sure that uh, he's capable of uh, taking on uh, Common Rider. And then you had uh, Tachibana timing uh, Hirado in a uh, motocross track, but then gets ambushed by Pyrosaurus. And then, uh, and then, uh, and then another scene you had Naburu's uh, little brother uh, when he sees this uh, Satan mask guy. <laughs> Kind of, kind of a weird name, and then uh, he thinks that uh, the way that he looks, he looks like he's uh, his older brother. But then it's like he tries to talk to him. And then he tries, and then this Satan mask guy like grabs the uh, this uh, uh, uh little brother, tries to throw the kid, but then is saved by a common rider and confronts uh, Pierce Source, which transforms from Satan Mask and then as well as confronted by Hurricane Joe. And that's sort of where uh, the 16th episode sort of ends right there, kind of right in the middle of the confrontation between Kamen Rider and Pyrosaurus. And don't you think, though, it might be a jab at the United States that Satan Mask is from the All-American League in their wrestling? Like, don't you think it's a jab at us? (laughs) A little bit, but I don't know. I thought it might what be. the reason is, but <laughs> well, we were still occupying Japan. In fact, I think we still even are <laughs> at this very moment uh, occupying well, we Japan bases. at some point. Well, we have but, bases over in Okinawa, but oh well. And I thought it was weird though, too. Like they thought they had killed Common Rider in uh, their first outing because they threw him in like this small pond or lake. And then when Common Rider shows up, uh, there's no explanation for how Common Rider survived or what have you, and it doesn't appear as if Shocker is shocked at all that Common <laughs> Rider is back after they believed they had defeated him in that first encounter. They they just kind of expected it and assumed, yeah, he's going to come back and. It it always happens. <laughs> even, I know. Even, I just, uh, even in the final episode too. Yeah, I know. And it to me that again, that's 
the, you know, mishy-mashy writing because they were like, oh, yeah, we finally defeated him and blah, blah, blah. And then he shows up later and no one's like, what? Huh? Like, why are you here? And Common Writer doesn't give any sort of monologue of like, I held my breath for two years. I have incredible lung power. And as a result, I survive. You know, some stupid baloney like that. Where, <laughs> you know, well, yeah. like, ah, okay. <laughs> like, well, yeah, like I said, like I said, just, just wait till we get to episode 18. It gets a little bit, a little bit more outlandish. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll save writer, my comments so. for that when we get there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, this was um, a very interesting episode. I, I thought it was fun, but I, I'll just go into my final thoughts here, I guess. A really entertaining and fun episode that brings in some good martial arts battles and a fun villain. Although, again, I don't buy into Kusaka being this all-powerful wrestler considering his physical stature. But nevertheless, I'm willing to go with it just enough to where the story takes me. Oh, to see where the story takes me. Not a bad episode, and I gave it a B plus. Yeah, this one. This one's a pretty decent episode. Uh... In my opinion, too, you get it's like when it comes to a lot of these tokusatsu episodes, they always sort of focus on certain subjects. And Kamen Rider is uh, no different from other tokusatsu episodes. Now we've got like in this episode and the next episodes mostly uh, focus around uh, uh, wrestling here. You know, you got this wrestling guy and then uh couple other uh past episodes uh two you got you know mexico and then some of the other things too and <laughs> everything but but yeah this like i said uh Hur hurricane joe is a pretty uh interesting character i hope i hope he sticks around for the entire uh series uh here and then uh yeah uh, this yeah it's it's a pretty uh interesting thing that they've got going here with uh, pyrosaurus i'm not sure how they came up uh with him like in that regard and as well as this death fog uh, thing so I'm not sure what's the relation here. I mean, it's like in the past episodes, you had some some kind of relation with um, like the, uh, the generals being made per episode uh, leading up to before Takashi kind of had his own uh, little incident, incidents, breaking both of his legs and stuff, and then being benched for some time here. And then it seems like after his uh, incident, then you kind of have some some kind of randomness going on with uh, the generals, like the uh, the monster generals and all that. But uh, anyways, besides the point, uh, yeah, as far as episode 16, I would at least give this one a B. All right. So episode 17 is titled Deathmatch in the Ring, Defeat Pyrosaurus. I would say this is the first time that both of our titles exactly match. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully there's more because we got like Hallelujah. 90. Hallelujah. We got, we got, no, 80 more episodes to go. 
<laughs> in another like one and three quarter years. <laughs> I would I would actually but, say uh, about eighty eighty more episodes left. <laughs> And the thing I wanted to bring up where I was saying here uh, about five or so minutes ago of, okay, we're going there, is that uh, Hayato is missing out on a potential four or five way with the girls in this <laughs> uh, series. Because Mari was mentioning to the other girl at the club at the beginning of this episode something to the effect of how dare Hayato, like, you know – not come and hang out with us girls like yeah like he wants to hang out with us you know or something to that effect and i and i'm going okay <laughs> common writer four or five way <laughs> all right let's see where this goes <laughs> so, <laughs> um, i why am i not surprised <laughs> Well, I'm surprised it took this long for anything like that to come up. And the guy I'm sure playing Takeshi is going, damn it. Like, <laughs> I'm sure he was at home watching this just so pissed. Yeah. But anyways, you had uh, uh, Kamen Rider and Pyrrhosaurus continuing uh, battling against one another. But then you had... For, for some reason, Kamen Rider just bailing out on the bout between him and Pyrrhosaurus there, which to me is kind of a pussy move. <laughs> you think sense, about yeah. <laughs> Even though it's like he's say, saying like uh, Pyrrhosaurus being a bit stronger, but then I was like, I don't really know because he's not a cyborg because with cyborgs, you know, they tend to be bit stronger compared to a lot of you know organisms like out there and the like and it's like i mean come right could just easily kick his ass even the next uh general in the next episode here but uh yeah he just pushes out <laughs> well and you know you got the death fog coming from Pyrrhosaurus as well. And so I, I don't know, maybe it's just one of those things where, um, you know, you don't want to even try to take any chances on it or, or something, but you know, I don't know, but, but yeah, yeah it, it makes no sense. There's no legitimate reason, at least that, that I saw or heard that explains it. Mm -hmm. And then uh, right after that, you had the two boys, uh, one including uh, Noboru's little brother, that they're uh, trying to plan to uh, unmask Satan Mask and escape from uh, Taki's place there where you kind of had them for the time being to watch over them. And then they go over to the wrestling club where Maya was and as well as Satan Mask, and then the two boys unmask him, but then turns out to be uh, Hurricane Joe. But then later we find out that there's, you know, you have uh, Hurricane Joe being an imposter Satan Mask, and then you have uh, the actual Satan Mask, which obviously is Noboru and turning into pure source there. But then it's like, it's so weird that once you put the mask on for a pure source, it turns into just a regular Satan mask <laughs> in the everything. I'm glad. 
And they, I wrote down too. And it not only I kind of see it in a weird way, putting a person's face on to an extent, but not the human body. Yeah, and then uh, and then the reason behind having an imposter Satan mask and then the actual Satan mask that is pure source. I'm not entirely sure the reason behind it. I mean, should just go with just a Satan mask. I mean, that's that's still the perfect disguise, really. Well, yeah, but again, <laughs> it's a yes, kid show. Still, I, know, I know, I know. Still. No, 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 no. You are right. No, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying again. We, it's a kid's show, so you got to have some cool creature deal I know. going on here. I know, but still, it's like it's just going a little bit too far. It's like, why why have an imposter Satan mask, which turns out to be Hurricane Joe disguising it, while you have the actual one, which when you put the mask on pure source he just turns into a regular human which is still the perfect disguise so why even bother having a double <laughs> yeah i even yeah, though I mean, it's a kid show that no i no 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 <laughs> like i said i'm not disagreeing with yeah, you yeah even <laughs> though it's a kid show why even go that far so <laughs> You tell me. <laughs> Look uh, to go to kind of go back and to remind you of a of a phrase that we even on this podcast have used numerous times. Toho science. I'm just gonna kind of rename that and say Tokusatsu science. <laughs> just to cover not just this show, but Spectre Man, Ultra Seven, the. Sadly, disappointing. Ultra Seven, Ultraman, <laughs> like Johnny Sacco, Johnny Sacco. I mean, you <laughs> name it. I, I mean, but see, here's the thing. You know, here's a, a little bit of an indulge me for a moment type of off ramp thing. You know, that's what makes this stuff fun. I, I mean, sure. You know, as an adult, you're able to catch things more than what you could as a kid, and a lot of that is because you've seen more shows and movies. You are able to just kind of figure things out and find things out more so than if you're a kid just kind of just taking it in as it comes. Uh, but then on top of that, too, um, that's what makes this stuff so much fun because – Let's face it, you know, outside of like with the Godzilla movies, outside of our initial love of dinosaurs and then just being these boys that want to see, you know, monsters destroy cities um, as, you know, people I, – I think it was August Rigoni had said there's something uniquely Japanese about these films. There's – a way in terms of at least how the stories are told with the tokusatsu genre and the fact too that just like in america american monster movies on some level have an underlying um layer of, of kind of that western 
uh, mythology attached to mm-hmm. it that goes back, you know, to England and France and Germany and all that stuff. Rome. Whereas with yeah. Tokusatsu, it's got the underlying Japanese mythology and 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 sometimes religion and all that stuff underneath too. And so it's something more unique because you know when you grow up in Japan, you probably are watching this and you're probably like, yeah, I might like it. You know, I enjoy it, but I like the American stuff more because you're not as familiar with the American stuff. Whereas here, obviously, hey, look, it's obvious we got a podcast that's about yeah. you know kaiju and more we've been doing this Japanese stuff. Yeah, it's like we've been doing this <laughs> podcast for 13 years, so and, and I think so, it should be obvious by now. But yeah, I mean, it's you know. There's, it's not just something we enjoy, obviously. There's also a lot of content. So, again, we've been doing this for a while, but also because there's something unique about it. I, and part of it is because we have a podcast. I have watched a lot of Tokusatsu stuff for quite some time. Um, but I find myself too, like, time, if I want to watch a movie, I get a hankering a lot of the time for something Tokusatsu because there's, something fun about it that 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 or other japanese uh related films too yeah and even older american science fiction fair because even in the united states back 60s um the larger studios had these smaller studios that were making these lower budget monster fair films and that were very popular with the youth and teenagers and young adults at the time and um it was a time in which, as so many of us here in America are saying, like Hollywood is afraid to take risks anymore. Hollywood wasn't afraid to take risks back then because part of it is they're like, okay, we got this smaller allied alliance studio here um, or allied artists, excuse me, studio. We'll give them a smaller budget. They will make these goofy monster movies that have a budget of like $50,000. They'll make them look decent enough and these movies will actually make like two hundred thousand dollars like we're making a profit off of this and it's part of part of it is because hey we got this goofy monster movie we're not afraid to go into outlandish territory mm-hmm. here and yeah you could argue even then some of the american movies like let's say earth versus the spider may not necessarily be as outlandish as something like common writer yeah that's probably true but again that's what sets tokusatsu apart from not just something like earth versus the spider but most other american fare as well is that they're willing to go to outlandish places that really when you think about it is pretty stupid and makes no sense Mm. but again no one else was doing it and very few other people have done something similar since uh, unless it's some type of a extended sequel of sorts um so you know, that's what makes it fun. What the hell were we even talking about to begin with? The Pyrosaur transformation, is that it? Uh, oh, no, just, why Why they even would do Pyrosaurus to begin the, the with. Skies, the yeah. disguise things. <laughs> that, yeah. that just went into a completely you know, different tangent. That you- well, I told you, I said, just, this is an indulge me <laughs> moment, but I totally forgot the original but, point we were trying to make here. But anyways, after the boys unmasked the, uh, the imposter Satan mask here, uh, you had a uh, Pyrrhosaurus going to this, uh, go, go dance venue, uh, testing out his, uh, death fog, which he succeeds and doesn't 
kill himself after using the death fog. And this is where he had a couple of those uh, rider girls uh, there, but they were in a different uh, area of this venue, which they were in the back. Luckily, they they were not affected at all. And then, and then it was just kind of weird that oh, uh, is is everyone you know sleeping and everything? And then, <laughs> and then it's like, hey waiter, can you like get us something? And then yeah, this guy it seems like he was still alive, but then all of a sudden turns into this like really uh, fake skeleton. I'm not sure why they didn't grab like one of those science scientific type of skeletons that they always use but they just sort of made their own type of skeleton it looked like someone took a block of foam and carved a skull out of it yeah (laughs) i'm just like like i said i'm not sure why they didn't use one of those scientific type of uh skeleton things that they've always always used in these tokusatsu shows but they they eventually had some kind of money to make their own <laughs> but uh yeah so well um faint yeah and then they're taken back to tachibana's place and at one point while they're still out tachibana i thought in a weird way was sort of macking on them because he was saying how cute they look but then one of the other girls kind of looks at him weird like (laughs) like you're so much older than they are and he's like well i don't have any daughters of my own so yeah it's (laughs) as if the writers caught themselves in that moment when they wrote that line they're like oh we got to have tachibana rectify this here (laughs) (laughs) or they should have just completely just taken it out (laughs) yeah but he's oh like it, it, to me, it was creepy when it was sound like he's macking on him. Well, it's almost as if you could look at this as some old guy roofing. Like, <laughs> the, like this is getting creepy. I mean, first we're talking about a four and five way type of thing. Now we're <laughs> macking on girls that like have fainted, but like it could be taken another way. Like it just. <laughs> anyways. Uh, you had, uh, in one of the scenes later, you had uh, Satan Mass being escorted to the uh, the wrestling venue, but you see both Hayato and Taki, where you had Hayato uh, following Satan Mass while Taki was going to investigate within the hotel, but then runs into uh, Noboru's uh, little brother there. And... Uh, and then one of the scenes later, uh, Hayato confronts Satan Mask, which obviously turns out to be the imposter Surprise. with King Joe, <laughs> and battles him and as well as the uh, Shocker Minions, where uh, Taki uh, comes in to play, helping him with Hayato then turning into Kamen Rider, uh, heads to confront uh, the real Satan Mask at the wrestling venue there before be, before it's too late with uh, uh, Pure Source uh, using the death, ma- uh, death Fog on the spectators and everything, which uh, he does arrive on time and faces Satan Mask in the wrestling ring there. I'm not sure how uh, Kamen Rider uh finds uh one of those robes <laughs> there which it was it was a bit strange <laughs> the way that he came in 
there and then once everyone get this little bit of chaos in the wrestling venue and then you had the writer girls confront maya there along with uh uh, tachibana and taki fending off uh the shocker minions there uh and then uh pure source does use the death fog but uh common rider isn't affected by the death fog and then eventually pure source is defeated and i think this is the first time in this series where you uh i think i may i might be wrong where you had the general like these generals from shocker turn him back into the regular human being and then gaining all the consciousness back <laughs> okay before we even there you like moved on from a point that i was wanting to make a little bit earlier which was i love a good fight in a lumber yard this is the <laughs> point where um common rider believes he has found satan mask and said it's the hurricane joe version of satan mask and then a fight ensues in this lumber yard and i thought to myself how did that work out did the production crew just decide where should we have it and then did someone go scouting and they found the slumber yard and they're like that's it and then what were the negotiations like with the slumber yard where they went in like hey look man we're from whatever the production studio is that produces common writer no i did not do my homework when it came to the series um toei i thought it was toei but i wasn't sure um but yeah we're from toei we got this show common right oh yeah I, you know my kid likes that okay yeah go on well you know we looked at your lumber yard and we decided look there's some dangerous shit here and we thought that would be an awesome place to have a battle here sure go right ahead i just need a little pinchy pinchy green up front here <laughs> sure why not all right now we got a battle in a lumber yard my god isn't life good to see your favorite superhero fight a villain in a lumber yard <laughs> i probably expounded upon that more well, than what was then, necessary but <laughs> well then with with that uh lumber yeah. yard with that lumber yard scene is that it seems like it, it it gets a little bit apparent when it came to like kind of the whole like con like supposed contact and everything is like you you really notice in some areas within the scene where you, like that they were a bit too far like away from punching and then it seems like some people didn't quite act like that they were punched or kicked that sort of thing so it's like maybe have a little bit more time to kind of actually act out like you're being hit and be a little bit closer <laughs> well and it my my voice wow. um, <laughs> what are you a teenager now <laughs> i'm still going through puberty at the age of 38 <laughs> wow it's taking a long time <laughs> hey man that just means bigger balls <laughs> But anyway, um, we're not going to talk about my balls. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I've with, gotten... with with that uh, sort of accent, the way how you're trying to pronounce balls. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I've gotten used to the point, though, when it comes to something like Common Writer, where you have multiple people involved in a fight. 
that's going to happen. Something like Spectrum Mana doesn't happen too often because usually it's either one-on-one or one-on-two. So you could still once in a while tell that punches are being missed big time. It's not as bad, though, because obviously there's fewer people you got to choreograph with. And as a result, it's a little bit easier, I'm sure, as the actor to remember your moveset mm-hmm. and the timing of that moveset as well. But when you got a bunch of other people, it becomes that. Some of these um, choreographers uh, probably, or, or should I say, uh, some of these actors playing these fighters may not necessarily be actors in the sense of choreographing fights perhaps so there's little if any experience there and on again to just hammer this thing home and i'm sure it's gonna far be it from the last time i even mentioned it the just lack of production time on this stuff too i'm sure there was very little if any time to practice you know some of this stuff as well it probably was like okay i like they probably even planned it out in that moment, you know, just moments before shooting that, okay, boom, 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 you know, and then again in the chaotic haphazardness of all these people being around and the fact you got to try to, f- you know, film it at a decent enough speed to where it looks halfway believable. Just some people are probably going to forget and get confused. Uh, I mean, it's. I'm sure that's a large part of it too. Just when you don't have a whole lot of time to practice this stuff properly, you get things like that. And Mm -hmm. I've come to just accept that as a part of this series uh, and really anything else tokusatsu related where the hero or just a bunch of people are coming together to fight all at once, Mm -hmm. uh, at least with with these older shows. But going back to this rule that you were talking about, I'm glad you caught that too, that Kusaka ends up turning back into his old self. And this was something – I'm not one of those fanboys where I'm going to be like, I've got a fan theory. <laughs> no, not a fan theory, but you know, you get so pissed off at something ridiculous like Godzilla 98 and you feel like your whole life has been ruined. But I yeah. just – I was I was confused and at the same time annoyed at the fact that the show – at this very moment broke its own rule because one of the main rules it had established from the very get-go was the fact that shocker kidnapped people turned them into cyborgs erased their memory and imbued their uh, minds with you know fighting skills uh, physically transformed them as well so that not only did they look like this weird creature or plant or whatever that they morphed into but also had certain abilities and traits to make them even more deadly um and the fact that somehow kusaka is the first one in this series to like you said completely go back to normal somehow his memory uh comes back to him as well somehow the bionicle stuff inside of him is removed i guess all um, i have to say the 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 simple answer for for all of this Yes, that's right. Tokusatsu science. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and here's my other theory on that too, outside of just tokusatsu science, because the the show over these last two episodes has spent so much time with Kiyoshi 
and how much he loves his big brother is that I think the writers were like, look, we can't kill this b- little boy's brother. Like that would be even more harsh. And I think yeah. they decided we got to break this rule here because otherwise this just this is not going to work. And I think that's the main reason behind it. So yeah, and I hope I hope that this doesn't continue on like be I hope it doesn't either be, be an actual trend. Although in the next episodes. It sort of doesn't do that. It's just still sort of the same thing. But I just hope that with with what they did here, that it doesn't sort of make a trend for the remaining eighty episodes. That right, we have because left. that's one of the things that's made Shocker so deadly is that more or less, in their own roundabout way, they've killed someone <clears throat> because. Outside of the fact the villain we know is eventually going to be destroyed by Kamen Rider, outside of that, they wipe the person's memory and like physically mess with them. So, I mean, physically alter their body, replacing things and such. By the way, I had a funny part, and I don't know if you noticed this, but do you remember the moment where Taki was going to take Kyoshi home? I, I was it it was either this episode I think it was this episode or maybe it was the last one where he has him up on his shoulders. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it was And then they go episode. and then they were gonna go visit Noboru in his locker room. Kyoshi's still on his shoulders, and I said to myself, Tachibana's set is right next door to Noboru's locker room set, and they didn't even bother to think oh, maybe we should have taken Kyoshi off to make it seem like, oh, yeah, they drove there, and now they're just walking in together instead of having him back on Taki's shoulders. Well, and the other interesting thing is that when they use this uh, wrestling club, they've also used that whole locker room for uh, the past episode with uh, one of the uh, uh, soccer players that the shock yeah. eventually <laughs> captured or kidnapped. There. I thought and it I looked they, familiar. And, that, and I think that they've used this same room for uh, a few other episodes too in the past. So here's the thing. If you're an athlete and you're using a locker room that looks like this, don't because shock is going to come and get you. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it's, yeah, it's dangerous. It's like it's bugged and everything. Full shocker things. Yeah, it's very cursed. So <laughs> I, I better watch out. <laughs> I thought it was funny too that the the girl M- Mia or whatever her Maya. name was. Yeah, the, the gal, when the yeah. death fog was uh, coming into the wrestling arena, that she, after getting like knocked down for a moment, like raises her head and is like the death fog. <gasps> <laughs> like it's just like, <laughs> the way she acted in that moment. Try to run out of there from she, <gasps> the death fog. <laughs> yeah, I I unfortunately did not uh, catch that part of the episode. I was like, did they you had actually <laughs> kill her off and everything here? And it was like. Damn it. <laughs> you can Lost rewound it. <laughs> 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 but yeah, um, it, it's 
this one was a bit goofier, I, I think, than the last one. Did you want to go in your final thoughts and ratings on this one first? Yeah, uh, with this one, yeah, it's this episode compared to the previous one. It, yeah, it's it's a bit goofier, uh, especially when you have Kama uh, Rider coming in, uh, confronting Satan Mask eventually Pyrosaurus in the uh, the wrestling venue or <laughs> the way how he entered and I'm not sure why he took the time to put a robe on himself but uh, yeah it's goofier um, but at the same time still a pretty uh, decent episode and as well as how it uh, turned out but then as far as how Pyrosaurus just turned back into Noboru there and again to reiterate how we were talking about this beforehand is that I hope that this turning back into your normal self doesn't become a trend for the remaining uh, 80 episodes here I just hope it's a one-off sort of thing but uh, yeah um, otherwise it's a pretty good episode. I would give this one a B minus. I wrote this particular episode slows the action down a bit, but has a fun nightclub scene with go-go dancing and everyone turning into skeletons. Other than that, the fun disappears for a while. The battle in the ring was mildly interesting, yet silly as well as the lumberyard fight. What upsets me the most is Kusaka being turned back into himself when that hasn't been the rule of the show from the very beginning. It's very irritating, and it's done to make the boy happy in the end, so he has his big brother. While commendable, it breaks one of the series' big rules. For that, I have to knock the episode a bit, and I gave it a C-. minus. Oh, wow. <laughs> that irritated me big time. Even though I understood why they did it, to me, again, it's it's just like a, a huge broken rule that, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. It would be like instead of He-Man pulling out his sword and saying by the power of Skull, it would be like him pulling out, I don't know, a raccoon and saying <laughs> – <laughs> and then, like, turns into well, man or something like that. <laughs> well, there's, uh, you know, like breaking this sort of rule. You know, it just like what we discussed at the beginning of this episode. Like you brought up that it just felt like that they're retconning or trying to erase uh, Takashi <laughs> from I know. from the series, even uh, Ruriko in that matter. Yeah. Again, if I were her, I'd be pissed. I mean, like, look, I'm sorry the guy busts his legs, but you really have to get rid of me? I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. So on to the last episode that we're covering here for this podcast episode. It's titled Fossil Man Starfinger. And that's also the same time, uh, same title too. <laughs> Two in a row. That's Two in a row. Same. Can we three-peat in a couple of weeks? <laughs> Actually, no, in another month. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Two, two months actually. <laughs> yeah, it's whew, like time fast. <laughs> um, I by saying that I do love Starfanger here. I like the fact that the actor keeps his arms by and large off to the side like a star fever. 
outside of it being a starfish, and as cool as that is, and as cool as this chest hair does, you know, with little <laughs> yeah. tentacle mouthy things, I, I know. Um, one of the things I dig about this particular uh, starfish suit is it looks like the main angry bird. <laughs> yeah, main red angry bird. Because this guy's got a beak <laughs> on him, and this starfanger is red. <laughs> so, um, with that, uh, the episode starts out with uh, two brothers uh, hiking in the mountainside and then running into this hideout, which eventually is Starfinger's um, hideout. And the way how they stumble upon or run into Starfinger is that he was kind of this uh, petrified sort of giant starfish kind of along this riverside here. And then just all of a sudden just turns into this, uh, you know, anamorphic <laughs> looking. Thing. By the way, first and foremost, here's another episode of two brothers. One is significantly older than the other. Was this a thing going on in Japan around this time? I mean, I'm curious. Uh, if it's, if it looks like that, then yeah, it's sort of a trend. Okay. <laughs> sort of thing. But it, it's even like that in anime. I need to read up more on Japanese culture during that time. But yeah, it's weird because when they are ready to take, when the older brother's ready to take the younger brother's picture in front of this hideout, Starfanger technically is not there. It's hard to miss him because he's a friggin' red starfish that is yeah. the size of a person. And yet, magically, all of a sudden, in this next shot, the little boy trips over him. Tokusatsu science. <laughs> the science of tripping in Tokusatsu. Take that however you will. <laughs> and then and then like I said, he uh uh turns into what he is and then uh captures the older brother and everything and then uh beforehand you had Tachibana and the rider girls camping alongside this uh riverside and uh tachibana was talking to this one other gal over at his uh, back at his uh, uh business uh thing where um all of a sudden gets this uh emergency message uh coming through his radio from these two brothers and everything and he's just kind of weirded out <laughs> And all that, and, but then you had uh, Hayato uh, finding the little brother, and it's pretty interesting. <laughs> where they had a couple of scenes, it's just weird in a way. Where he had uh, this little brother being knocked to the ground, getting his knock, uh, glasses knocked off of his uh, face there from Starfinger, and he goes walking around this mountainside falls down the uh the hillside and he he, he he really noticed that they're using this dummy but it's just really weird how this it whole is scene funny transpired <laughs> with this like this little kid but with uh this uh dummy that they're using in his place and then uh once he's saved by hayato he 
informs him on this Starfinger uh, kid- kidnapping his uh, older brother and everything. And then all of a sudden you see, you see uh, Taki alongside this Riverside finding the hideout, trying to uh, about to investigate it, but is confronted by the Shocker Minion as well as uh, Starfinger. And then he had to go ahead. Well, I kind of want to jump in with some points and stuff here before like we do um, get all the way to the end. I think I may have mentioned this before, but I'm just really um, bummed out uh, anymore that Shocker lackeys tend to wear luchador masks now instead of yeah. cool face paint it's, and maybe special goggles. That Yeah, um, it's literally it right be- after that whole uh, – yeah, it's literally right after that uh, Cacto um, uh, episodes where they started yeah. wearing that luchador mask. Yeah, and have you gotten to the jail thing yet? No, uh, I'm going to eventually get around to that here. But yeah, that's that's the one thing I want to get around to. And I want to just – for the people who are watching this um, – uh, you know, on YouTube and, and elsewhere. I want to share my screen so you can get an idea of what Starfinger looks like here. Yeah, just uh, um, but uh, while he's doing that here, uh, okay. Uh, All right. So this is Starfinger right here. Yeah, I'm just kind of look at that. I'm just kind of waiting. Here we go. That nice thing. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, it, right there. Yeah, the way how Kent described it, it looked like that uh, the main red angry bird there. Yeah, it does definitely look like him. <laughs> it does. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> That's what Starfinger looks like. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, uh, back into the kind of the whole premise here. Uh, Kamen Rider comes in and is, uh, confronts Starfinger, but Unfortunately, it's no match because somehow a starfish is strong as like a fossil or a rock, that sort of thing. That's sort of where the the whole episode title comes in, the fossil man, starfinger. And I'm not sure why that's that's the case. I know with fossils and everything being prehistoric and everything, although starfishes, they're still alive (laughs) to this day. It, well, yeah, and I think that the thing is this is supposed to be a prehistoric one. But again, okay, we could argue that in a way the show is sort of maybe breaking rules again here maybe because we don't get any background story of this individual who was turned into Starfinger. It's almost as if Starfinger has been around for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Even though he does talk about some shocker plans at one point, it's as if this dude has been hanging out kind of in this general area for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then saying that he's strong or tough as a rock and stuff, it's like, how can he move around then? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for that matter. But then back into this is that uh, Kamen Rider uh, was no match for him because of how, quote unquote, tough Starfinger is and gets uh, knocked over this uh, cliff or ridge where this uh, waterfall is. 
and uh, Taki uh, runs into uh, Tachibana when he goes into this cave. Um, and then both run into Starfinger and the minions get captured. And then this is where you want to get into is that uh, both of them are put into this uh, jail in the shocker uh, or into Starfinger's hideout there and is joined by the older brother there. And then eventually a disguise Hayato. <laughs> it's there. a terrible disguise. And it's like, <laughs> how, how did he end up in this jail to begin with? Because he gets knocked off from this, uh, uh, waterfall ridge here nowhere to be found we don't even see him since but then he winds up yes yes i know winds up in this jail without any reason whatsoever except for yes that's right kokusatsu kokusatsu science this this is not time out it's tokusatsu Well, it Maybe was they threw it was mainly timeout, but now we're I know not anymore. Now this is this means Tokusatsu, <laughs> Tokusatsu Toho science, yeah, or Toei science, whatever. <laughs> Maybe he got thrown in jail because he refused to die when being thrown off the waterfall. <laughs> you didn't um, die. Now get thrown in you're jail. You're stretching that a little too far, but <laughs> yes. hey, dude, again, look at how incompetent and stupid Shocker is at times. I mean, I'm not gonna put it past. Hey, you were supposed to die off of that because that's kind of <laughs> high like <it's laughs> yeah but yeah he just dis- he disguises himself by putting on a beard <laughs> on his face yep it is like <laughs> like both Taki and Tachibana didn't realize who he was before oh, putting <gasps> but, like taking the uh, the beard off of his face that's what makes it worse <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not just that the disguise is awful it's that Tachibana and Taki don't even recognize him <laughs> and Hayato's in the corner going <laughs> with that weird looking yeah expression there I mean, yeah. that's exactly what he did <laughs> And then the way how they try to get out of uh, the uh, the shocker jail here is pretty hilarious. Where they start a ruckus, you had uh, the older brother of this younger brother here just randomly punching Taki in the face there and causing the ruckus, luring the shocker minions. And then you had this really sort of unnecessarily long. Uh, sort of sped up scene of just like Tachibana, uh, Taki, Hayato, and uh, the older brother just beating the living shit out of the uh, the the shocker minions, and then you know, yeah, just sort of this battle royale. I probably maybe lasted for maybe about a minute or something. It seemed. Yeah, it seemed maybe a bit longer than that, but yeah, it was sort of sped up, and then all of a sudden, get to the point to where that all of the shocker minions are just piling up in this corner of the jail, and then uh, the four get out of the uh, the jail there and disguising themselves as uh, the minions there, but 
<laughs> that the skies didn't quite last long. Yeah, it's yeah, and it's a very sped up moment, and you got chipmunk sounds going on. I, I'm sure again because it's supposed to be a, a show for younger audiences, it was meant to be somewhat hilarious, and it was. But at the same time, it's one of those hilarious moments that is just too much. Uh, that and then it's like, is this sort of post-production thing for this particular sequence necessary for it? What's the reason behind it? I mean, sure, maybe try to speed up the scene, but I would at least say in a post-production scene, just show a little bit of the regular original footage, not sped up, but just not have it run so long. Yeah, I mean, and again, I have to keep reminding myself it's a kid's show, but there's got to be a line drawn in the sand or maybe even in the in the dirt where, you know, the, as writers and producers of this series, you th- there's a line that you don't cross, even if it's something that's made for younger kids. To me, this was going past that line. Does it? Seemed like it's sort of like that, uh, the rule breaking where he had Purosaurus turn him back into a normal person. Okay. No, to me, no, it's not that. No, it's no, no, it's not that bad. (laughs) That, that was like, dude, we were like, what were we thinking type of thing? Um, (laughs) This one, it's just, it's goofy, is what it is. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so with that, it doesn't take long t- for the other minions and Starfinger to find out that uh, uh, people uh, that these four have escaped and that they were also disguised. And then you had Hayato uh, sabotaging the base there uh, and everything. It eventually led to. Um, like the all four escaping as well as high, uh, well, uh, escaping and then uh, having the hideout explode. But for whatever reason, Starfinger somehow survived that explosion. Yep. And as well as Hayato, because you don't see him until he was already a common rider confronting. Starfinger. So I would at least have to say that round of the sequence of how uh, Starfinger mysteriously escaping from the hideout. I would say Tokusatsu (laughs) science there. Yep. But uh, yeah, so Kamen Rider finds out Starfinger's uh, weakness, which is water, and defeats him right there at the very end of the episode. And yeah, so that's that's how it all ends. <laughs> yeah, um, this was um, a, a very interesting episode. Like I had said at the top of this show, um, I was a tad bored with episode 17 and i was even a little bit more bored with episode 18 this one i think really um 
I don't want to, I don't really want to compliment the writing because I don't believe the writing here is really all that good. Maybe um, criticize but, it or critique it. Yeah. Like it, okay. It's sort of hard to get this out because I, I'm not, I'm trying to say two things that are opposites, but mean both at the same time. Um, I'm not saying that I have to have battles all the time to keep my attention, but at the same time, if you're not going to have action, the writing in terms of the dialogue and the progression of the story has to be good. And however, when you're dealing with a kid's show, you know that the writing is never going to be as sophisticated because, again, you got to write down to a lower level to where children can understand what is going on, which is fine. And the problem with that, though, as a 38-year-old guy, I, I mean, I don't technically have a problem with that, but you get into situations, and we've talked about it with this show. Part of it is because of how old it is. Uh, it gets to it, it strains certain elements of credulity and um patience on on my part um and it's kind of dull and so part of me is kind of hoping that maybe there would have been more action to it because again it's a kid show you kind of want more action because again kids are impatient as well but then again as an adult i can do without action unless the writing's good the writing here though really isn't so it's just it's hargle blargle but um <laughs> okay <laughs> i i my point is the writing's not good either way, and I guess maybe I would prefer more action for this particular episode. Starfanger is one of my favorite um, shocker generals up to this point. Uh, again, I just like the design and his chest hair deal there. I mean, that's just that's just wonderful. Uh, <laughs> um, there was potential here, and I thought that it wasn't fully realized with this episode and the way this episode ended as well it was very odd how starfinger died i still or, like did he die simply because he fell off well, the waterfall well, died well he did he was still alive but then he just fell over yeah again. well simply because that common rider finds out that water was his weakness which is and dumb. Being, which, you know, fighting in water and all that, I think just led to him just being weak and completely defeated. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is, I would say it's one of those really, uh, I probably say one of those really lackluster sort of easy things to get out of, of Starfinger being like, but they're saying tough as a rock and everything is I think is like that why the water was his weakness? Maybe I think that it's a Pokemon were, rule. I was maybe they were thinking is like maybe we sort of overpowered Starfinger a bit, the way how the making him being tough as a rock and it's like trying to maybe trying to find their way out of this whole predicament. I think they sort of written themselves in the corner and that's probably how they came up with. You know what I would have done if I were on that set? I would have been like, okay, you got it here. 
water is his weakness and i get it like he's a fossil you're playing the whole water rock thing because you know water turns this sort of thing into mush i guess you get enough water but he's a fucking starfish what the fuck are you thinking starfish live in water numb nuts i mean or, or just like find find some kind of dynamite and just throw it at starfinger and it, this was one of those times I would oh, have been okay telling. with a writer <laughs> kick or a writer punch or something yeah. like that. As as much as they overplayed that or, stuff or just, for the first 12 or so episodes, I would have rather had that than this. Or just ram the uh, the motorcycle into that Star too. <laughs> I mean, you know, beat him to death with a stick you find too. I mean, that to me would have made more sense than a star dying in water i mean that just makes no sense and it the whole episode ends very abruptly too usually there's at least a little bit of a transition there really isn't for this one it's like uh starfinger dead the end to be continued Mm -hmm. the end yeah my god (laughs) what fuckery i mean just (laughs) so so it sounds like uh, maybe we should uh just uh uh go into our final thoughts on this one we do oh yes we should (laughs) pull up my notes here and i think uh you're gonna be a tad maybe tad surprised far as my my a unique episode that brings in a shocker villain i'm considering to be one of my favorites so far the look and traits of starfinger are fun and i get a little virus vibes of mixed entertainment value outside of starfinger i found myself not as interested in the episode as others uh, meaning other episodes although more than the pre so more or less an average episode that sounds about right. Uh, yeah, with this one, it's it's a pretty interesting episode. A good uh, concept as far as Starfinger uh, goes, and but as far as him being tough as a rock, and then sort of being like a prehistoric sort of uh, creature, even though starfishes. Are still around today so i'm not sure sort of their reasoning behind his sort of uh background here and him being tough as a rock and if that's the case why is he still moving around pretty easily <laughs> in yeah. that regard and then with the uh the writing and everything like what we talked about them sort of writing themselves in the corner and trying to find a way out of trying to have him be defeated and then oh yeah let's have water be his weakness <laughs> yeah in that regard and yeah i don't and then know. that and then that jail scene too yeah it's yeah it's it's a tokusatsu show so it's it's no shocker Pun. No oh. pun intended. <laughs> you see what you did there. <laughs> no pun intended. So, um, but yeah, with with what's going on here, it, yeah, it's 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 a common writer episode. So, with that being said, I give episode eighteen here. I would say a B. Oh wow! 
well, with that said, thank you so much for listening or watching to our episode today. And we will be back in a couple of weeks starting Kong month. King Kong turns 90 years old starting next month. And again, we will have our first episode of next month be about just talking about King Kong, various movies, his legacy, and sort of what he's meant to, um, you know, um, giant monster cinema and and i think cinema in general and then two weeks Mm -hmm. after that we will do a commentary on son of kong so thank you so much for listening or watching to us and we will be back in a couple of weeks celebrating king kong yeah before we sign off here just want to say one more thing here as far as housekeeping if you see the subscribe button down below excuse me Make sure to hit that uh, button as well as the uh, the like button as well and the notification bell icon. Make sure you get uh, notified of any new videos or whenever we go live. And uh, you can find us all in one place at our link tree uh, page right there in front of your screen uh, at Daikaiju Network. Uh, as far as video platforms, of course, YouTube, Twitch, Rumble, Facebook Live, and as well as Odyssey. And we have audio versions of our episodes at uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, as well as TuneIn. And you can find both video and audio uh, versions of our episodes right on our own website at daikaijunetwork.com. So with that, thanks for watching, and we'll see you all in a couple weeks. So peace out.